0: Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. We are here at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. And you guys know I have a rule. I have a rule that states that I don't do interviews in primaries. I don't interview primary candidates because you're going to end up interviewing everybody under the sun. And every now and then I have to break my own rule. Angela Gabrowski joins us right now. She is running as a Republican for the nomination for the 7th District of Indiana. She is running to run against Congressman Andre Carson. But the story of Angela Gabrowski is her home in Ukraine. She joins us right now from CPAC, where she's talking to people about running uh, for Congress, and I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, We're not going to get so much into the race. We're going to get into your story and how you came uh, to America. So talk about Talk about your history. Talk about growing up in Ukraine. Talk about how you came to America. Let's start there.
1: All right, Tony. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me to talk to you and your listeners. Uh, What can I say? I was born in Ukraine. I was born in Odessa, which at the time was the largest port on the Black Sea. Uh, I grew up there in a very harsh Soviet environment. And uh, by the time I was 23, which was 1989, um, I decided that it was enough. I took my whole family uh, and we all immigrated to the United States. We immigrated as political refugees. We were escaping political and religious persecution by the Soviets. We came to the States uh, stateless. We had to pay Soviet government to get rid of their uh, citizenship. So this is how we started our journey uh, in the United States. We came straight to Indianapolis and um, never looked back.
0: When, as you watch what's unfolding right now, families still remain in, in Ukraine?
1: We have some family, but mostly friends. So my father's side of the family is from Kiev. My mother's side of the family is from Odessa. Uh, My father studied in Kharkov. And those are the three main cities that right now are under attack. So the last two days have been very hard on everybody. Uh, They've been completely exhausting, a lot of emotions flying around. Uh, There's still the land that we love, the people that we love and care for. And now they're living under the Russian invasion.
0: Talking to Angela Gabrowski. Uh, she has filed to run for Congress uh, to win the Republican nomination, go up against Andre Carson in the seventh uh, district. What is it that Americans don't understand about <laughs> the days of occupation, the days of Soviet Russia, uh, that that harshness? What? How would? How do you describe it? And the stories told to you. How do you s- describe that to Americans?
1: What I want, to think, Americans to know that not everything that they see on TV is the truth. There is a lot of misinformation, disinformation that is coming from everywhere. It's coming from American media, it's coming from Russian media, it's coming from Ukrainian media. I'm fluent in all three languages and I can tell you that watching all three uh, news channels Uh, There's a lot that is being lost in translation. So uh, it's very difficult for me, sitting here in the United States, actually tell you what is happening. What I know is happening in Ukraine, talking to our friends there, is that they're afraid. They're afraid for their lives. They're afraid for their livelihoods. Uh, They're very fearful to get out on the streets because there is just uncertainty of what is going to happen. They're living in a very dire economic circumstances. People who retire in Ukraine are only getting between 70 and $100 a month. Within the last two weeks, our friends are telling us that inflation is rampant. Uh, The loaf of bread doubled in price just in the last couple of weeks. So people who are getting the small amounts from the government are not able to afford food. So when you're talking to people in Odessa, I talked to my friends there. Uh, Two days ago in the morning, they didn't think anything would happen. At midnight when we called them, they were packing their cars, they were leaving everything, not knowing if they were ever going to come back. So getting in the cars with their children and trying to flee to the nearest country. So for us, it was Moldova. So they finally crossed the border. They are in Moldova. And again, don't know whether or not they're going to come back. So. Again, we can't really listen to the media and make up our opinions on what is happening in Ukraine and in Russia. What is happening is a complete divide, divide between the nations, divide between the people. Everybody is telling me one thing. They were expecting that America will step up and do what America usually does.
0: Let's get into that conversation. Talking to Angela Gabrowski, She has filed to run for Congress as a Republican in the 7th District of Indiana. Uh, filed, does not have the nomination. That's the process we're going through right now to run against Congressman Andre Carson. Here at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, you came down because you're running and you want to meet people, do, do the networking, which is the right thing to do. This brings us to, I mean, what has become the big topic here, which is Joe Biden and his response. First, as you see it, what did you expect the United States to do? And then as a follow up, what is your take and what is maybe your friend's take, Ukrainian take, of what Joe Biden has done
1: till now? I think the whole world is laughing and crying at the same time. So our Ukrainian and Russian friends and we have some family in Moscow on the other side, they all expected that Biden administration will step up, do the right thing and avoid the invasion. But for some reason, they didn't want to listen to Kiev. They didn't want to listen to Moscow and they've accomplished absolutely nothing. So they're laughing at our president that is half asleep, half awake, most of the time doesn't know where he is. So, uh, but as I said, crying on the other hand, because the expectation, the expectation of the world leader was not fulfilled. Neither Russians or Ukrainians are trusting their governments, but they trusted that there is a higher power in the United States that would lead them to a successful resolution of this conflict. Unfortunately, it did not happen.